Our reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, from verse 20 to the end. Once, on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, The coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed. Nor will people say, Here it is, or There it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. Then he said to his disciples, The time is coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. People will tell you, there he is, or here he is. Do not go running off after them. For the Son of Man in his day will be like the lightning which flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the housetop with possessions inside should go down and to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to keep their life will lose it and whoever loses their life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night, two people will be in one bed. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding corn together. One will be taken and the other left. Where, Lord? they asked. He replied, where there is a dead body, there the vultures will gather. This is God's word. Shall we pray as we look at God's word together? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we we find passages like this hard. Um, They they sound strange uh, to our ears, and yet, um, Father, we trust that they were spoken for our good, that we might live rightly in this world, knowing that Jesus is coming back as Lord and as judge. So, Father, give us us ears to hear and hearts that will respond rightly uh, to your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to Wembley. Um, It's the kind of thing people chant and people sing about um, all the time. So there's YouTube clips. Um, uh, People sing, uh, que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. We're going to Wembley, que sera, sera. When, When people are going to Wembley, it's something to celebrate. Okay, that's the general idea. What better way to celebrate uh, going to Wembley than Luke 17. Hmm. Maybe, maybe it wouldn't be the first uh, passage that you'd turn to. And yet, um, maybe it is what we need this evening. Um, imagine for a moment that I was trying to convince you uh, to go uh, to the Athenaeum, um, you know that posh hotel um, at the bottom of, bottom of Down Street, uh, just on, on Piccadilly. Now, I could do it a bit like this. I could say, 
um, you know, it's, it's great there. They do a cracking afternoon tea, and they've got cocktails on the menu, great cocktails. And when you arrive there, this very smartly dressed gentleman in a top hat will open the door for you and call you madam and sir. And they've got plush um, leather sofas, and it will just be, it'll be a great time. If, if I tried to sell it to you like that, maybe, maybe you'd say, well, maybe I will go. Maybe I won't go. Take, take it or leave it. Are you going to go? Maybe I'll go. Will you go? But now imagine um, if I told you that the Athenaeum is also um, the fire assembly point for CCM, which it is, by the way, in case you ever need to know that. And imagine that, I don't know, Sharon Walsh or whoever um, puts on the high-vis vest that lives in that cupboard over there and runs up to the front and says, there is a fire in the building. Everyone needs to get out now. Well, that's a different different kind of vibe, that, isn't it? That's not, oh, will you go? Am I going? Will you go? No, we get out and we go. We assemble there because that is where we will be safe. Sometimes, and whether you've been a Christian for many, many years or whether you're just looking into Christian things this evening, sometimes we need to be reminded um, that it is good to follow Jesus that heaven will be wonderful. Why would you not want to be there? And sometimes we need Luke 17. Sometimes we need the reality that Jesus is going to return in judgment. And so as, as we look at these verses this evening, um, it's not a sort of we're not doing a typical sermon on Luke 17. We're not working through um, passages in Luke. We're just dropping in and we're not looking at everything um, in this verse. We're just going to pull out some big principles uh, that will help us understand why and why we need to plant in Wembley Park and why you should consider being part of it. Okay, so that's, that's where we're going. Two points um, on your handouts. Why we need to plant in Wembley Park and why you need to come. Why we need to plant in Wembley Park. The simple answer that Luke 17 gives us is that Jesus is going to come back as Lord and judge. And people in Wembley Park are not ready for that. When Jesus comes back, and three things we're going to pull out. When Jesus comes back, it'll be visible, it'll be unexpected, and it'll be devastating. Okay, visible, unexpected, devastating. Visible then. Verse 23. People will tell you, there he is, or here he is. Do not go running after them. For the Son of Man in his day will be like the lightning, which flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. When Jesus does return, it will be visible. Everyone will see it. Just like the lightning that flashes and lights up the sky, it will be unmistakable. It will be visible, and yet everyone, many people, many people will be taken by surprise because it will be unexpected. Verse 26. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also it will be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. Most of us, I guess, knew the, um, knew the story of Noah 
In Noah's day, people were just going about their lives, doing the ordinary things, not giving a second thought to the God who created them. It's more than that, really. Genesis um, describes that every intention of their hearts was evil all of the time. They were not living for God. I guess some of them, um, back in Noah's day, some of them must have known Noah. They must have seen what he was doing. Oh, yeah, Noah, he's, he's, he's the nice guy, hardworking. I mean, he's been, he's been building that boat in his backyard for years. But, but don't ask him about it. Don't get him started on religion. When it comes to that, he's, he's a complete nut job. He'll tell you that, that God is coming to destroy. It's gonna, a flood is going to sweep us all away. I mean, seriously, Noah. If only you'd be a bit less of a fanatic, maybe you could do some good around here. And so people just kept on doing what they had always done. Until, of course, one day the flood came and they were all destroyed. Jesus says it will be just as unexpected on the day when he returns. People will not be prepared. It'll be visible, but people will not be ready. And for those people who are not ready, it will be devastating. It was devastating for those who were swept away by the flood. And verse, verse 28, it was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. If you remember, um, I guess a, bit, a little bit less no, well-known, the, the story of Lot. Lot was the, the one believer in the whole city of Sodom. Everyone else was just going about their lives, busy and successful, but living in rebellion against God. And if you read the story in Genesis 19, Lot tries to warn them. He says, judgment is coming. Get out. And the people just, they think it's a joke. They laugh at him. I mean, really, seriously, Lot, God is going to destroy us as if he would do that. All right, we should, we should, we should all flee, should we, Lot? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I haven't got my running sandals with me. I'll, maybe I'll go tomorrow. And then Lot and his family leave, and fire rains down from heaven, and every single one of them is destroyed. Look, I guess when, if we read those stories in the Old Testament, we, uh, the temptation is to try and explain them away by saying, well, you know, that was, that was the Old Testament. That's how God dealt with sin back then before Jesus. People now, it's different. And people aren't as bad as they were then. And, 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 and God's forgiving in Jesus, isn't he? Well, Jesus says, verse 30, it will be just like this on the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Jesus says, this is what will happen when he returns. People won't be expecting it. 
They'll be doing the things that they've always done, just normal life. So what will that look like um, for people in Wembley Park? Wembley Park, people will be eating and drinking. There are plenty of places uh, to do that in Wembley Park. There's the box parks, lovely. It's great. You can get, you can get your choice uh, of menu. You can go and sit in the middle. It's great. What a great place to be. Um, marrying and being given in marriage. Um, if, if you want to think about that, Wembley Stadium, 5th of March, there's a signature wedding show. You can go and you can, you can book everything in, in, in one go. People, people are being entertained. So last night, um, you could have gone to Wembley Arena and watched KSI versus Fazy Temper. <laughs> um, uh, uh, hit box, hit one another. Um, in, 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 case you, in case you weren't following it, I think it was on YouTube, in case you weren't following it, KSI um, won in two minutes. So all that build up, and it was over in two minutes. Well done. Um, KSI. Um, on, the, on, the, on the week um, the, that we may move in, in the uh, middle of June, uh, we may move to Wembley Park. Um, on that week, Harry Styles is doing four nights at Wembley Stadium. Now, you may think that's, an, that's reason alone to move there, or you might think um, run a mile. That's, that is up to you. But the point is, there are, lots, there are lots of ways in which normal life, maybe that's not normal life, but life is just is going on. People are making plans. People are buying tickets. People are looking forward to things. And, and the normal stuff is going on too. And people are, are trying to save up for a deposit on a house. People, people are just worrying about how they'll put food on the table tomorrow. And they're, uh, they're, they're trying to work hard for their degree. They're, they're longing for, for the next promotion, the next step up the ladder. And, and they're living in rebellion against God. They haven't given him a second thought, and one day Jesus will return. And Jesus says they will all be destroyed. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. And most of them have not a clue that that is true. They don't know that Jesus is coming as Lord and judge. They don't know that he came to give his life and to snatch them from hell and, and, and earn them eternity with him. They don't know that. They don't know it because there are not enough Christians prepared to tell them that. There are not enough Christians who will, who will live alongside them and show them what it means to live for Jesus. They don't know that because there are not enough places willing to tell them. There are not enough churches that will proclaim the gospel that Jesus is Lord and judge, that he is coming back. Now look, that, that is true, isn't it, for people all over um, London, all over this city who don't know Jesus. So why, why Wembley Park? Why do we need to plant the Wembley Park? Well, well, firstly, there is a real need um, in that part of London. And there are not many churches that will proclaim that Jesus is Lord, that he is coming back. There are some, but not many and not enough. And secondly, this, this is the opportunity that God has put in front of us as a church family. And at every, at every step 
um, through the long um, sort of discussions up to this point, it does seem like God has opened the door at each point uh, to make this a reality. So let's do it. Let's be um, a, a group of believers who are willing to, to make sacrifices for the sake of the lost so that others might have an opportunity to hear about Jesus who otherwise will not. Let's be a church that, that loves people enough and to be willing to tell them hard truths. Let's do all that we can and to rescue people from destruction. That's why we need to, to plant in, in Wembley Park. Jesus is coming back as Lord and Judge. And the majority of people in Wembley Park are not ready. Secondly, then, um, let me tell you why, why you need to come. Why do you need to come? Because um, if it's not shocking enough what Jesus says in the first half of this passage, there is a warning uh, for us here too. Verse 30. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the housetop with possessions in, inside should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife. Jesus says, don't go back for things that will not last. Remember Lot's wife. Don't know if you remember Lot's wife um, in Genesis 19. Um, have we got a verse on the screen? Dave, a little bit from... That may not have made it. That was a late addition. No, let me, let me um, just refresh your memory. Um, Genesis 19. Genesis 19, Lot and his family get a warning. They're told that this destruction is coming. They're literally taken by the hand um, of the angels and, and brought out of the city. And as they do that, as they leave, and the fire rains down from heaven to destroy the city. This is what Genesis 19 says. Thus, he overthrew those cities in the entire plain, destroying all those living in the cities. But Lot's wife looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. She had been warned that the angel had told her, flee and do not look back. And yet on her way, she looks back. What is she doing? It... it the way it's explained, Jesus explains it here, it seems that she was looking back, she was pining for something in this world, something that she was leaving behind that she didn't want to leave behind, just wanted one last look. I don't know what it was, but what was it? Oh, you know, my, my, my house, I, I've worked so hard to get it just right. Maybe it was, oh, I, my, my savings, they're everything I have. Life was so different. Life w was going to be so different. And she just wanted to look back. The Bible says she was turned into a pillar of salt. She missed out on God's salvation because she could not tear herself away from the things of this world. And Jesus says, remember Lot's wife. Remember how dangerous it, dangerous it is to look back, to want something that the world offers over and above wanting to be part of Jesus' kingdom. 
some things are worth risking your life for, aren't they? Some things are worth it. Let me tell you about um, Marcio Gomez. Marcio Gomez lived on the 21st floor of the Grenfell Tower back in 2017. And after a couple of hours um, of, of calling through to 999, he defied the emergency services who were telling him to, to stay in his flat. And he wrapped him and his wife and his two daughters um, in, in wet blankets and led them down um, the stairwells. When he got to the, um, to the bottom, he realized that, that one of his daughters wasn't with him. She was unconscious somewhere on those 21 flights of stairs. What, what would you do? What would you do in that situation? Marcia wrapped himself again in that blanket and went back into the building um, to pull his daughter to safety. And we say, wow, what a heroic thing to do. But it was his daughter. Just imagine... Um, Imagine if, if, if on, on leaving the building, instead of realizing he'd, you know, his daughter was still in there, he thought, oh, oh, but I've, I've left my iPad in the flat. I've, I've left my wallet, left the keys to the car. I'll, I'll go back in for those. You wouldn't say he was a hero. You'd say, you fool. Don't risk your life for something that is passing away. Don't give your life for something that doesn't matter. And yet, how often we can do that, we can be just like that. Or we, we, we believe, we trust and we believe that, that Jesus will save us. But we also want a little bit of this world too. We want what this world offers. We know that Jesus will provide for us, that he's promised to do that. But we also want something to, to fall back on if he doesn't come through. We know that Jesus says, if you want to follow me, you need to deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. But we also want to fulfill all our hopes and dreams and desires. Jesus says, verse 33, whoever tries to keep their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life will preserve it. He's saying, if you try and grasp at everything now, you'll lose it. Your life, it, it won't count for very much in the end. If life now is all about, about getting more and experiencing more, whether it's a better house or a better holiday, a better job, better relationships, better work-life balance. Well, you'll never feel like, like you've got it because there'll always be more. There'll always be something extra. But um, if your life is shaped by the gospel, if actually you make um, sacrifices in order to serve Jesus, in order to serve his people, then your life really counts. It counts for something. And you gain far more than you give away. So, so I don't know, what, what stops us from doing that? What stops me from doing it? What's, what stops us from losing our lives and putting Jesus' kingdom first and making decisions and based on that? I, I guess it's a whole load of things, isn't it? But, 
But I wonder if a big one for us is, is just comfort. I just want life to be a bit easier. Why would, you, why would you choose the harder thing? Jesus says here, don't allow a seeking after comfort to exclude you from his kingdom. It, it, it's possible, isn't it, to, to even do that at church, to think, oh, it, it, would, be, it would be too hard um, to leave CCM. I like it. I feel like I've, I've, I've got a place I feel like I belong. I feel like I'm useful. I feel also like, like it's easier to keep a low profile and to not need to do the things that maybe I don't want to do. I certainly feel that in, in my own heart as we look forward. All of us need to remember that being comfortable is not a, is not a kingdom priority. It's not what Jesus calls us to. There are there are lots of wonderful examples um, in this church family of people doing, you know, losing their life for the sake of the gospel. And if you were here at the, the prayer meeting uh, last Wednesday, whenever it was, a couple of Wednesdays ago, and we interviewed the Christian and Dave Wakefield, um, who have been at this church a long time, and they love it. And they really love it. They came here as students. Um, they've, they've had useful things that they've done. And life, by their, they were being interviewed. They're, they're going as, um, as a mission workers to, uh, to a Bible college in Kenya, hoping to um, from the summer. And they were asked, why are you doing that? Lots of useful stuff you could do here. Um, there are probably more Christians uh, there than there are here. Why, why, why have you made that decision? And they said, well, life was going well. We had just bought a place, you know, careers going well, and we were comfortable. But when we read the New Testament, comfortable didn't seem to be what Jesus was calling us to. And so we said, Lord, where, where can we be most useful for your kingdom? There are lots of other uh, positive examples of people doing just that. And yet for some of us, um, we do need to go. Uh, we need to go to Wembley Park. For some of us, that will mean moving house. It will mean moving to a part of town that for all its benefits, um, maybe is not where we'd naturally choose uh, to live if it was just down uh, to us. Some of us um, need to go. Look, I'm not saying that it's a better thing to go. I'm not saying that it's the wrong thing uh, not to come. Not everyone needs to come. Many people who have committed to, to be at CCM for just the same reasons, for gospel and reasons, that is a losing of their lives. There is a cost because there is somewhere that would be easier to be and that would be more comfortable, that would fit in more easily. Look, I'm not saying that everyone needs to come. But if you're staying, make it a gospel reason for staying. Um, not just a, a convenience or a comfort reason. And if you do come, um, it won't be easy. In fact, it may be the hardest thing you do. Just think for a moment. Um, the, the music won't be nearly as good. We will not have this. I mean, maybe we'll have one or two things. And, but it, it, it just won't 
won't be like that. And just the, the, the buzz won't be as good. We'll probably never have this many people in a building at once. Maybe. We'll pray, but... It will feel um, weak and fragile. It will feel exposing. And the preaching certainly won't be as good because you'll have to listen to me more. <laughs> okay, I, I do get that that's a cost. And you'll, you'll probably um, be asked to do more than you're doing at the minute. But if that stops you from, from looking back to what this world offers, then it'll be the best thing you ever do. And as we close, just remember who's speaking here. I haven't dwelt on that a lot, but it is Jesus speaking these words. Jesus, who calls us to lose our lives, is the one who gave his life so that we might enjoy eternity with him instead of facing his judgment. He is the one with all power and authority, but who gives it up. Who sacrifices for the sake of others. He says, I am coming in judgment and it will be devastating. He says, remember Lot's wife. Don't be like her. Don't look back. Don't long for what this world offers. So let me ask you, would, would you come? Would you come to Wembley Park? Um, not because I ask you to. Not because, you know, you're upset about something at CCM and you fancy a change. Come because you get that Jesus is coming back. And people need to hear that. Come because you, you want your life to count for something. And you think that that might be the best place for you to do that. Come because you want to bring glory um, to the Lord Jesus. So let me encourage you. I put, I put a question um, on, at the bottom of the, the handout. Um, it might be, might be something you want to discuss with someone else, or it might be something you want to pray. I ask all of us to, to pray this. Where will I be most useful? Lord, where will I be most useful for your kingdom? And then come and have a chat. If you want, come and have a chat. Come and pray. But let's all pray that. And if it's here, brilliant. Give it 110%. If it's Wembley Park, brilliant. Come and pray with us. Come and hear a bit more. Should we pray? Father, we, we hear Jesus' words here and they, they shock us in many ways. They, they shake us out of our, um, well, the, the lens that we normally see the world through. It challenges the, the, the way that we so often make decisions. And yet, Father, we, we trust that it's, it's written for our good, that it is true, and that if it is true, Father, we, we ask that we would respond rightly to it that we would prioritize your kingdom, that we would long 
um, to, to be most useful in your service, wherever that might be. Father, we pray that, that people all across the city would know that you are returning as Lord and Judge. Father, we pray that for people in Wembley Park. We pray it for people all across the city, that there will be more churches that would proclaim that Christ is Lord and that he is returning. Father, they might have the opportunity to, to turn and find life in him. Father, help us to play our part. Father, wherever we'd be most useful for your kingdom. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.